what's up, Los Angeles? Welcome to another episode of the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network. Talking all things Los Angeles Rams. Unfortunately, got to talk about a loss, but it was a well-fought game for our Rams. Dropping to the Ravens in overtime, 37-31. Uh, we'll get all into it, our takeaways and what this means for the Rams moving forward. But first, my good friend, managing editor, beat writer for the Rams, uh, the flowing lock says you have now become known as Ryan Skinny T. Anderson. What's up, brother? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I, uh, you know, I was watching a uh, Green Bay Packers game last night, the, the, the Monday night football game. Wanted to check out Tommy DeVito. And, mm. uh, you know, they kept flashing, they kept flashing up to the stands showing his dad and his agent. And I was like, I know that guy. I know that agent. That Wait, agent really? snubbed me twice. <laughs> Are you serious? You know yeah. him? Yeah. So I was in, I was in Las Vegas. I was at the, uh, the, the, um, uh, Shrine Bowl. And I, I wrote about this, uh, the, a quarterback there, uh, the Brown quarterback, uh, EJ Perry. You know, I talked to I talked to one of the uh, the equipment guys that were catching the balls from the quarterbacks and warmups. And I was like, who's got the hottest hand? He's like, EJ Perry. And I was like, I'm going to write about this guy. So I wrote about him. I remember that. Contract, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, agent reaches out to me. He says, hey, do you want to cover any, any, of, any of my other guys? I was like, yeah, sure. He'll sit him down for an interview. Crickets. Ghosted ghosted me <laughs> so whatever you wow. know I, I saw him again outside of the luxor i'm like hey let's do it and he's, again he's like yeah yeah okay and then yeah nothing and then you know he mm. reaches out to me when we're doing we're at radio row and he's like hey i got some some clients out at radio row for uh the super bowl uh you know you want to interview i'm like yeah yeah send it me ghosted <laughs> So I remember that happening. I didn't know it was that guy. I remember that happening at the ra at Radio Row because you're like, oh, I got this guy that's going to you know, bring some. And then they just never showed up or anything. So dang, it's yeah. that guy, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like it's one thing to be ghosted by a nobody, but to be ghosted yeah. by Tommy DeVito's, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Chop Suey or whatever we're calling him now. Yeah. Uh, Tommy you know, Cutlets. Yeah. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. To be ghosted by that guy. Now, that's that's something I can be proud of. Yeah, yeah, you definitely take that to the bank. Uh, you know, Tommy Cutlets is eating at uh, Lantica de Pizzeria Michelle for free out here in L.A. after beating the uh, the Packers and keeping our Rams at playoff hopes alive. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. What a story. I didn't know it was him. So, I mean, that guy is the perfect agent for Tommy DeVito. Like, he just played into that. I mean, what a story. So yeah. fun. Yeah. Especially being, being an Italian myself. It's, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. Um, but anyway. Our Rams. First, I got to say this. 37-31. What was your score prediction? I believe you were like 1-37-32. Oh, 37-32. <laughs> Look at that. It ended up being a high-scoring game in the mud. Didn't matter. So, well done. Uh, I think last week I was only like a point or two off. This week, you're a point or two off. So, we need to start keeping score of this, of how these actually yeah, we're gonna work write out. These down. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we were right. The Rams did lose. They probably should have won. Um, we'll get into all of it. There was a, you know, a ghost blocking in the back on that pump return for a touchdown, which you hate to see the Rams get kind of uh, bamboozled by another call at the end of the game. Um, but they had their opportunities to win on their own. Um, you know, they, they had the lead at the end of the game, gave up that, that game tying drive um, from Lamar and whatnot. So, um, but as we always do, big lens, what are your big takeaways from this one? You know, the Baltimore Ravens came into this game as a running team. And they just put it in the hands of Lamar and said, win this game for us. And and he balled out. You know, mm -hmm. I don't it's it's hard, it's hard to stop an unmovable force with a 
or uh, unstoppable force with an immovable object. Um, and he was just that today. And it was, it was a hard fought game. And, you know, they came in rushing the ball 28 times a game. If you take away his eight scrambles, Lamar's eight scrambles, they only ran it 18 times a game. He threw the ball mm-hmm. 43 times. That That's his career high. It ties his career high um, wow. of uh, passing attempts in a game. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, a couple of weeks ago it came out that, you know, the Rams are frustrated because teams are changing their game plan when they're facing them. And, you know, and this is this is just an ex- another example of that. And I, I, I came in saying, you know, the, the, the Ravens are a, a bullying team, that they're just a tough physical team. Well, they bullied the Rams team in a different way. They were going up over the top, trying, you know, just challenging that young secondary over and over and over again. And, and they came up successful. He tried tried nine passes of uh, 20 yards or more. Um, which he's only tried uh, 53 on the season, 53 passes. And so that's like, that's like 20% of his season uh, right there um, in in just this game alone. And, you know, just kind of changed their stripes and, 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 and tried to make that uh, secondary uh, wrong as as many times as they could. and, And they were able to do that. Yeah, they certainly were. And, you know, unfortunately you mentioned that secondary, I think Jordan Fuller probably had his, worst game of, of the season, maybe of his career in this one, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and just, you know, it, what's unfortunate about how the defense played is, and I, I don't want fans to freak out, but I, I feel like overall they actually played fairly well, all things considered. They had the two busted plays in the opening frame, obviously one of those being Jordan Fuller cheating up and, and letting OBJ get in the end zone. Um, but Outside of that, they played pretty well in that first half. And then obviously at the end of the game, allowing them to get back in it. But that I think is the stuff that, you know, that's wins football games, right? It's those little inches. It's that one broken play. They had two of them, two broken plays that go for touchdowns. Like you clean that up. And that's been the thing with this team all season long is just the consistency. Like they are a good football team. Like they can hang with anyone. They've done it every year or every game, I should say. It's just cleaning up the consistency. And I think McVay even has said that many times in his in his press conferences. Like, we just have to play consistent football week to week. And they haven't done that. And defensively, they, they that reader's ugly head. Offensively, we saw it again in the play calling, right? Like, nine straight runs to open the game. And then three straight passes in the red zone. Like, why? It, it was working so well. Why then do that in the red zone? Well, you and I were texting back and forth. We were excited to see the nine straight runs and just yeah. the, the efficiency of it all. And then they go and they end up having to kick a field goal at that point. And you think about that. That's that's one of those points in the game where you could just change everything around. You can you can really flip the script on this whole game if they score a touchdown there, which they should have. They were just driving down the field. Yeah, um, and yeah, they they couldn't they could not be stopped by this second best off uh, defense in the league. And then they just kind of uh, let it get, get away from them and kick a field goal. And, and instead of getting seven there and seven, seven wins the game there, you know, that's, that's the difference right there. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. 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 And obviously a lot of factors change throughout the game, but yeah, in terms of just point total, that was the difference. So, I mean, that's the, just the overarching, I think theme of this team, like we talk and joke all the time about better than expected, but the other t-shirt or theme could just be inconsistent. And what are you going to see week in and week out in terms of 
drive by drive even like i think they're consistent in the sense that they're always competitive you know they're always in these games they battle they they fight they claw um we get good play out of you know specific players but they haven't been consistent drive in and drive out play in and play out and that's what separates you know super bowl contenders from playoff contenders and playoff contenders from playoff pretenders and you know is this team truly a playoff contender or are they a playoff pretender and I believe they're a contender, but they have to be able to do it week in and week out. And again, this is a very good Ravens team. They're now with the Dolphins lost, the number one team in the AFC at home in the rain. And the Rams took them to the brink in overtime. So I think there are no moral victories, but we can hang our hats on this and say, okay, they, they hung with the best. Ne- neither me or you thought they were going to win this game. And yet they still were able to hang with them and battle. But when you watch the game unfold, it's it's similar to that Bengals game. It's similar to some of those games where it's like, yeah, but they should have probably won the game. They played well enough at times in this game to win the game, but then they were inconsistent and didn't play well enough at other times in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you were saying it comes down to just a few small things here and there. And, you know, you, you give up a... a a uh, third and 17 after just a, a fantastic sack uh, by Byron Young towards the end of the game there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. they go down and score, score a touchdown there. Um, and then a delay a game uh, there. And I think that was, that came in overtime. That's just, you can't, mm-hmm. uh, you can't let those, those things happen. And, you know, but you know, on the whole, I think offensively, everything was clicking. Cooper Cup was looking just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua, another solid game. You know, Kyron Williams in the first cool. half looking looking fantastic. And, um, you know, in the second half, I understand why they got away from the, the, the running uh, a little bit there because five negative plays, especially in yeah. just in that one drive. I think there were three just right there and then a bunch of, bunch of uh, you know, short runs. So, you know, I understand yeah. why they're getting away they from that. They were stacking the box at that point, yeah. Yeah, and it seemed like they were sniffing out. And I think that that uh, I think I think Hunter Long in the in the running game is a much better blocker than Davis Allen. But Davis Allen just kind of you know putting a stamp on this game, scoring a touchdown, cup, catching a couple of uh, great passes. But again, you know, you got a rookie rookie out there in a high leverage situation over time. You know, trying yeah. to drive down to just get you know. You, you got to get 50 yards to kick a field goal at that point to win the game. He drops that pass or doesn't, doesn't come up with a catch anyway. I don't know if you, if it was tallied as a drop or not, but uh, yeah. you know, um, but offensively they come out of the game as the third best offense by EPA per play. Um, mm-hmm. So this is what the against- Sean McVay offense, what we wanted to see all season long. And they did it against one of the best defenses in the league. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, for all the criticism and, and the frustration and kind of getting away from things like overall, this was a very good offensive display from this team. And, and as you said, going up against the number two defense in all of football at home in the rain and, you know, Matthew Stafford puts together another tremendous game, uh, 294 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. You already mentioned all the other skill guys, but you know, it still had injuries, right? Joe Nopum had to go in after, um, and, and had to play and, and, you know, you had, um, Hunter Long ended up getting hurt. So then you get the Davis Allen game and he kind of stepped up. So it's when you, we talk about inconsistency, what's hard to not be inconsistent is when you're relying on so many rookie and young players, like that's going to come with the territory, right? Like you, you're literally two of your outside of Cooper cup, 
your three best players on offense are a second-year, first-time starter in Kyron Williams, a rookie tight end in Davis Allen, and a rookie receiver in Pukunakua. On defense, you're looking at rookies all across the board in Kobe Turner. And so we kind of knew there was going to be these inconsistencies. So we can sit here and say, and, and I'm not backpedaling, but we can sit here and say, like, man, they got to get consistent in order to be a, a contender, not a pretender. But at the same time, that's the expectation when you have so many rookies playing. And the fact that they're still playing this well, I think that constitutes how well of a job this coaching staff has done and how well these players are just buying in and playing. So yeah, it's a tough loss, but I felt I felt much better about the loss probably than fans did because I just think they played overall. We talked about some of the negatives, but overall I thought they played well against a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. And I think that from a front office perspective anyway, you look mm-hmm. at the numbers that the the amount of money that they did not spend this year in free agency and just cash spending overall at the bottom of the league in both of those categories. Um, and that what that signals is 2023 20, is going to be from a front office perspective. I'm saying this is going to be what it's going to be now. Now, from a coaching perspective and from and players, they all they all thought they were going to be really competitive and feisty this year. But you think about looking forward just to 2024 when they're actually going to be able to spend some money, draft some guys. Um, this is going to be a really exciting team. I think this is going to yeah. be a competitive team, playoff team. Um, you, you got some pieces in place. I've mentioned it over and over again. Another good game by Kobe Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, j- you, things are falling into place for this team to be a really fantastic 2024 team and a playoff team this year. So, a lot of yeah. good things to hang your hat on there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it they got beat by an MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. You know, you you look at those pressures that. Uh, Aaron Donald was getting on uh, Lamar and he, and to Lamar's credit, he's poised in the pocket. He's looking downfield. He's not getting, you know, happy feet. You know, he's not like uh, uh, Gino, uh, Gino, you know, getting chased down by uh, uh, Aaron Donald saying, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's saying, you know, how can I make this play? And that that's, you know, he was the, he was really the big difference. And, in the game and and if they were playing against a mortal quarterback, you know, not a superhero at quarterback, they would have beaten they would have beaten this Ravens team hands down. You look at what yeah. you know they did, you know, for against Cleveland, you know, where yeah. you know Joe Flacco was looking good, but you know, he was a more he's he's a mortal quarterback, not a not a MVP candidate quarterback. So yeah, yeah I think oh. uh, you know if 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 you can walk away from this loss feeling good, I think you should. So yeah, yeah. And, and so many, so many almost sacks, and he's just a magician yeah. in there. And, and you know, even with the triple teams, Donald's still getting all the pressures he got and and uh, all the other guys that were, that were getting pressure. And so, you know, it's frustrating when you're like, oh, he's right there, and he's just so elusive and yeah. so good. So um, before we kind of move on to the final topic, got to mention our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Head to underdogfantasy.com or uh, the app store. Use our promo code on your first deposit, RAMSLAFB. That's all one word, Rams, L-A-F-B. Get a match bonus deposit up to 100 bucks. So you put in $100, you get 100 free dollars to play with. A lot of fun. The pick is great. Pick two to five players um, from any sport. You can combine a bunch, NBA, NHL, baseball, obviously football, um, and just pick the overs and unders, and you win money. Up to 100 times your money, that fact. So I've had a few fun ones putting up two bucks, and I turn it into 200. You can do wow. that too at Underdog Fantasy. So underdogfantasy.com, promo code 
Rams LAFB. Tell them the guys at the Rams skinnies sent you. I never like to spend a lot of time on, on uh, refs and officiating, but we got to at least mention the missed block in the back call. I know Mahomes thinks that uh, if a, if a call doesn't affect the play, it shouldn't be called apparently. But I think this one certainly did affect the play considering it was a streaking potential tackler and then a block in the back sprung the returner to a touchdown. Your thoughts on, on the missed call. Yeah, really unfortunate. Um, you know, I think that it's clear and obvious. You look at the replay, you saw it right away uh, when they showed it uh, right after the play. It was obvious, um, you know, but I go back to the drive that they couldn't move the ball. You know, yeah. that's that's where I'm going to go back. And I'm going to say, you got you got to go 50 yards. The, the Ravens gift you just, uh, you know, they, they couldn't do anything. They just gift you the ball back in overtime. All you got to do is kick a field goal. You got to go 50 yards, get in range. Uh, Haversick is kicking for his life. You know, he can yep. he can hit another one. Uh, you know, it's I, I, I don't like when people harp on on refs, <laughs> but I, but this one was a clear and obvious call. Um, you know, but you got to make that tackle too. Yeah. Um, who knows if he would have made that tackle. So, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, that's what I'm coming down to on that one. And, you know, I, I think that you got to put yourself in a position to not let that decide the game. There's other people, there's, you know, 10 other players on that field that need to make that tackle. You don't see punt returns very often for, for touchdowns and, you know, that's you know there's 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 calls every week some go your way some sometimes sometimes uh, uh you eat the bear and sometimes the bear eats you so that's yeah. that's where i'm at yeah 100% i mean it was a missed call 100% no uh, way around it um but you know you had opportunities and like you said you can you can go back to the the Rams Saints NFC Championship game where you know Saints fans are were still probably crying about that that missed pass interference call and and Rams fans and rightfully so you know they had the ball they could have scored they had the ball in overtime they had to, the Rams had to go score to tie it to overtime very similar in this game right Rams had to lead at the end of the game they gave up the score to the Ravens to tie it they got the ball in overtime they couldn't do anything with it so I'm um, not excusing it it's a missed call it was it was a shame but the Rams had their opportunities to to win it in their own right. Um, plus also making the play, you know, there was a egregious missed tackle by another uh, special team player there um, right beside it. So it's unfortunate missed call, but that, that wasn't, I mean, I guess that was, that was the reason they lost considering that was the scoring play in overtime, but there was much other opportunities for this team. Um, well, let's put a bow on this skinny. What's your thoughts kind of, obviously we'll do our preview show later in the week. Uh, big game, obviously coming up here. Uh, on Sunday, but what's kind of your your thoughts now moving past this game about where this Rams team sits at six and seven? You look at all the other NFC teams that are at six and seven, and there's a good amount of them. I think the Rams have their destiny most in their own hands. Uh, that is to say, it feels like uh, the those uh, the, uh, the 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 Falcons, the the Bucks, the um, and the Saints. It's like Sometimes they show up to a football game and like, you know, they're going to F around and win a game. The Rams show up and they're, they look like they're, they're in contention for any game that they're in. And I think, and you look at what just happened with the Packers, you know, didn't, didn't play well and lost that game. So I think that their, their chances to make the playoffs 
they're in control of their destiny there. And that's where you want to be. You want to be heading it through December, just, uh, just, uh, chugging and churning. And, um, they look like, they look like the best six and seven, uh, NFC team right now. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, and you look at the next three games, you get the commanders, the saints and the giants. So if you're going to make the playoffs, those are must wins. And those are very winnable games based on, you know, how this team has played. And, you know, I think this Rams team, if, if you're in the NFC, anyone not named the Niners, this Rams team might be the scariest team to, to, that you would face in the playoffs just because they have that kind of effort mentality. They have that, you know, they have a star quarterback, they have a star coach, they have some star skill players, and they have a couple stars on the defensive side of the football. And they're playing overall more consistent. Yes, the Eagles are 10 and three, but they've looked pretty bad in their last two games, getting blown out by the Niners and the Cowboys. Granted, those are good football teams, but when the Rams have played good football teams, they don't get blown out. And they took the Ravens, the best in the AFC, to the overtime. And so I think, big picture, as long as this Rams team does their job over the next three weeks, goes into week 18 against San Francisco, and whether that's a win and get in or whether they've already clinched, they might be one of the scariest teams to face in the NFC. And that's not hyperbole. That's not me trying to say it with bias. I just think that where this team's at, they are what their record is. But when you look at the landscape of the NFC outside the Niners, and you could probably start arguing for the Cowboys now, probably start trying to giving them some respect because they've looked pretty damn good down the stretch. But outside of those two teams, the Rams might be one of the scarier teams if they can get hot and go on a three-game win streak. Um, I think they're a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, that, absolutely. I couldn't uh, couldn't say it better myself. Um, yeah, I had a I had a great point. I think that I was going to make that was just going to like put a just a nice thing on it, but it's escaped me. But uh, to uh, <laughs> to wrap everything up, you and I play are playing in our uh, LAFB uh, playoff Ooh. fantasy football playoff rematch. Uh, we played earlier. You beat me by a couple of points. So. You know, a little, uh, little hotly contested Ryan on Ryan action. <laughs> All right. Look at that. I like the sound of that. I'm sure many others do as well. Uh, a little uh, a skinny duel, if you will, between the Ryans. So that should be fun. So we'll, we'll keep everyone posted on how that looks. But um, tough loss for the Rams. Dropped six and seven, but still very much alive uh, in the 2023 season. So we'll have uh, Commander's Rams preview for you later in the week. Thank you, everyone, for... Uh, making the Ram skinny a part of your day. Please like, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, uh, we've loved seeing the growth of this show. Want to keep it, uh, keep it growing, keep it going. Um, so thank you all for that. And obviously for all of our Rams coverage, make sure to head to lafbnetwork.com. Last shout out, uh, betonline.ag head to betonline.ag use promo code believe gets you a 50% welcome bonus. Uh, if you want to do some fun sports wagering, on any sport of your choosing and big shout out to underdog fantasy as well for Ryan skinny T Anderson. I'm Ryan Dyer. Everyone have a great week. Talk to you all in the coming days. 